possible. Now the Eagles to come back again to fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. Uh, welcome to the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles and brought to you by Podcast Central as every week and Bunnenberg Lemonade. And hopefully if you a listen out there, can you sponsor us? Because that's all we drink when we do the podcast. How you going, boys? Not bad, not bad. You know, sitting seven at three, how can you not be happy after the weekend, eh? Yeah, so it was an impressive second half, which we'll talk about later in um, the final siren. Uh, but let's get into some AFL news. Uh, we spoke about coaches last week during the round and who would go first and all that, and they must have listened to us because Brad Scott's flying the coop. Yeah, which one of you boys picked it? I remember one of you did. Um, no, I didn't. Didn't someone I, say Brad Scott? I said at the end of the year. Be, yeah. yeah, I thought at the end of the oh, year. Oh, no, not mid-year. Yeah. Like no, I said end of the year. Yeah. I certainly saw at the start of the year he'd be the one under the pump at the end of the year. Well, you listen 10 years and only making two prelims. And I'll go out on the limb. I don't think they were finished the season proper as a top four side when they made that prelim. And I remember one distinctly, Sydney were ravaged by injuries. And I think Freo beat them and I think mm. North beat them at home. Yeah. So that was just the luck of the draw. Ten years, you you could rebuild an entire side. Well, they've been yeah, re- they've been rebuilding and re- it could, yeah. they keep saying they have a yeah, rebuild. And coach is only good as his cattle, and I reckon. But that's got- what I'm saying. Ten years, surely yeah. he could have taken the reins and made. I reckon, like, personally, I reckon the they cut too many of the old players too quickly. But hey, history says. Uh, He's been there 10 years. He took them from turmoil into what they are now. They were going to go to the Gold Coast and they were going to go to Hobart, wherever it was. But um, he's going to be going somewhere else. We all know that. But who's it going to be? Will it be Carlton? Will it be St Kilda? I guess we find out at the end of the year. Um, Do you personally want him, though, at your club? Um, apparently he's a pretty good coach. So everyone speaks highly of him. So I, I wasn't happy with what he did to uh, David King. There's a few things I just... I don't know if I... Ah, King had deserved it, mate. Yeah, but <laughs> Carlton or... I'm thinking Carlton Saints, you know, the normal names are thrown up. And I'm thinking, would he even be a good fit there? I, I'm not sure. Oh, well, who knows? The time will tell. Um, I notice this a lot of times on watching all the footy shows. Matty Lloyd, he is on a crusade to get worse fold replays, I reckon. Every week, especially when they lose, he's he brings it up. Do you notice it? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't notice it that much, but but I, I still think, um, as I spoke to you earlier, away from here, Walsholds, uh, I think he's been given a pretty good guarantee because he did go into the club when it was at, at after the um, herd issue and and there was the other one, Thompson. So I know he got some guarantees and I know he got a two-year <coughs> liberty because of the players they had that he played, uh, he coached in that first year and then the, when they all come that next year he did say it's going to take him you know 14 months for him to get better so I, I can't yeah, then help me- feel you got to get we just talk about cattle players but I find the cattle with the coaching staff too they got to get better coaches around him yeah. because 
Wush is a funny one. He has strengths and he has weaknesses. Mm. He's not the best game day technician. No, you play, you play for him. He's a play for him That's exactly right. But he gets the best out of players yeah. and they play for him and he brings camaraderie and almost that family mantra mm. to the club, you know? And that's what he's done. Well, you look well, when, with his success here, he had Sumich by his side for all those years. Yep. And they reckon Sumich was a very well, big... he's a brainy guy, man. Yeah, and, and even in our first... Don Pike our, as well. Don Pike, I was just about to say, yeah. Don Pike was uh, in Simo's first few, year, few years. Don Pike, they say, was the brains trust on the game day. Yep. I've always said the media pumped Desert up too much and they're exactly where they're supposed to be, I reckon. Uh, look, Ablett, third week in a row and third week unlucky, about time. Well, apparently uh, his coach said he doesn't make a habit of it, but <laughs> it's yeah. three times in four weeks. Well, they've been trying to work it out. Is he old? Is he grumpy? Is it because he's... Wife's just had a baby. At the end of the day, he should have been done the first week and we wouldn't be talking about it. And he's been uh, finally done and he gets what he deserves, I think, because that was uh, disgraceful. And they said um, the punches are going to be stamped out and gladly they've done it this time. I think one week. Like, I think the fact that wasn't a jumper punch or something, because remember, Hawkins got one for a jumper punch because mm. they're not even jumper punches. Where he's, it wasn't like a heavy hit, but the fact that was a calculated full-on punch. It wasn't a jumper yep. punch. Mm. It wasn't an open-hand punch. <coughs> he could have ended up with two, so I reckon even one's lucky after Agreed. three weeks. Considering the first the first one he went for, he actually got a week, yeah. and they fought, and he got let off. Yeah. I mean, if Christian had took that into account, I said, wait on, three weeks ago, you've done this again. Yeah. Is that in second time I'm finding you guilty and should have got two weeks. You probably had to go anyway just to give public outcry if you got off anyway, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, some big name players are out for a long time now. Danaher's out for a season so he only lasted two games. Um, why they didn't give him a break after the first one um, and a five day break? Well, he's gone for the season and Cochin has redone his hammy so he's out for an extra eight weeks so that's a big loss mm-hmm. for the Tigers. There was another player went the other day also for the rest of the season. Uh, uh, Tabernar, he's out for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, Tabernar, yeah. The, I think they did that so they could get a pick in the uh, the uh, mid-season draft, which we'll talk about pretty soon. Not season, but Stringer's down. Um, oh, who else? Shield. That's it. Dylan Shield went down. Mm. So again, like, do they need to get better start conditioning mm. staff around Musher as well? Well, they they've been talking an about and this isn't as the an first issue. time. First season, this has happened. This is a recurring issue. Well, you'd like to be Carlton because they might be a good win this week. It could be, could be a a betting. uh, But we've got our problems too, and in the the feet are the problem. Mm. Yep, Tommy Barassas. Who knows how long that's going to take? Six weeks, they said today. So, yeah. So, um, I just got some useless stats here. Seeing Dan loves his stats, and these are from before round nine. Five useless stats that might come in at a trivia night, but Brad Scott. Brad Scott's coaching record before he announced um, his leaving was 101 wins and 101 losses. So that's coincidence. St Kilda's leading goal kickers in the round 10 are Josh Bruce and Tim Membry, both 143 goals. Each. Each. Eddie Betts, 304 games, 304 behinds. Mirror images. West Coast, and I looked at this because we were exactly 100%. Uh, 681 points for and 681 points against. Yes, <laughs> and North Melbourne, as the start of last uh, round, their career score was 1,289 goals, 1,289 points. Mate, you <laughs> now, should, that's a coincidence. You should put this into bounce with um, Cam Mooney <laughs> on the Sunday afternoon <laughs> bounce show because he's into he loves these stats things and he puts them on the yeah, stats I, thing every I, week. I, I love a use of stats for some reason because you never know when they're going to come in here. <laughs> 
that bizarre, you know, for that to all fall. Yeah. And all in the same round. Fuck so, right, well, let's get into question time. Um, which team has the worst logo? Worst logo? Yeah. Um, oh, not, not colours, but the Giants, just that. It looks almost like a CG. I don't like the actual, just mm. that. But I don't, you know, I don't mind their colours or the jersey or anything like that. But the actual logo, I'm not a massive fan of. I'd be the Dockers. It's, way, yeah, it's uh, weighing them down. Yeah, yeah. yeah the I don't like the anchor. Um, anchor an- the I don't like the colour. No, oh, I don't, yeah, I've never liked the colour, but yeah, the anchor, I don't know. Just... To me, a theory is a big thing, and anchors, to me, theory are things that yep. hold boats down into in the ocean. So yeah, Keep it grounded. Because <laughs> uh, round nine was the uh, Indigenous round. Um, who are the three best Indigenous players you have seen? And there's, I've written a list. If you looked at your uh, run sheets, at I, the didn't, Eagles I didn't or send them to you. But. Uh, <laughs> at the Eagles or all over? Uh, all over. Matera, McLeod. Oh, I reckon Franklin. I reckon he's just going to be mm. the highest goal kicker. I mean, oh, I'll, just I've got my, one different. Stephen, got, Stephen uh, Michael's uh, the best Indigenous player I've yeah. ever seen. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone comes close to him. Um, what he did in the football field, and if he'd have gone to the AFL, the VFL at that time, he'd be ranked the best, I reckon. I agree. I, I yeah, ask Kevin Sheedy. He, he rates him higher than Polly Farmer. <laughs> I had him. I had Michaels, Franklin, and uh, who was the other one I wrote the other day? I think Matera might have been that Peter Matera as well. Yeah, there, there's a, there's heaps of them. Look, you got Barry Cable, Morris Rioli, Adam Goods, Wanganine, Franklin, um, even Wirapunda, man, you know? Yeah. I love the Indigenous players. Um, they just could do something like, you know, right now, Ryan and Rioli, they just, the they're the reason they I like watching footy. Is they just got those instincts and they call you know, the X Factor. Mm. And they really do bring that mm. to your side, you know. All right. Something that comes up every year with the AFL, I don't know if they just do it just to keep their the brand up in the talk. Will we ever see a Twilight Grand Final? Because it comes up every year. I hope not. Um, with Wayne, I hope not, but I reckon we will. Because mm. I said the same last week, they will not leave the game alone. They, mm. will, tinker, they will change things. You know, I think it's going to be... I don't think we'll see it while McLaughlin is head of the AFL. But whoever takes over from him, I think we might see it. I think the only way you'll brave s- man to do it. The only way you'll see it is a guy like McLaughlin, whoever's in McLaughlin, if it's him or in their job, if he looks like he's going to get an extra hundred grand at the end of the year, they'll do it. Yeah, I can see Steve Hocking being the next uh, big coach. It's all about I mean, money. the next big uh, guy, though, Phil. Um, if you could pick one coach in waiting, seeing uh, Brad Scott's going. Let's say it's North Melbourne. If you could pick one coach in waiting to take over your team, who is going to be? Well, let's be honest. Subic is almost the forgotten man. A few years ago, he was always one of the finalists for all these jobs that were open. You know, they were always the final candidates. They were always Subic. Um, but he's just he's dropped off the people's radar a bit. But he did the under 16 or was it the mm. under 18s yep. WA side. Yep. So he's still there and got a good footy brain. He's had that experience. Don't go for this younger coach. And Sam Mitchell might be a bit too young, but you know eventually he will be one. The word is though, Sumich doesn't want to leave Perth. That's one of the big reasons. He's very tired. No, up he's changed his mind. He said he wants to put his. He said he'll put his hat into the ring if a job mm. comes up this time because he knows it's, it's probably his only time because you can't spend too much time out. Um, you know, it depends on if you want to believe media. They say they might go for a coach that's coached already. Mm. You've got Michael Voss. That's, yeah, I was just going to raise Michael Voss could be one who's... Michael Voss. Um, Brett went... Kirk is another person that's highly credentialed. And Brett Ratton. Sought after Brett Ratton. Um, but if it was me, I'd be picking Peter Sumich. Yeah. But um, 
and that's not because I'm an Eagles fan. I'd be, I know what he's done at South Fremantle. He took him from a, a wooden spoon to a grand final in one year. So, well, I that, think I think Voss made a mistake going straight into a senior he coaching did. role. He, he, he has said that he should have yeah. done what Wusher did. He went to Carlton and became but he an was, assistant. He was actually coming to us, and mm. then. 25 yeah, hours after yeah, right. he, um, yeah. he went there. So. so, But he might be a better coach now in I, doing what he's done. I think it. when things like that happen, Brett Ratton, the caretake coach, the second time around, I think they will be better. Like, mm, I think yeah. they've got that experience. Yeah. Um, does the bottom team deserve a priority pick at end of round one? No. Oh, priority picks. No, I like what they did with Sons and Carlton where they gave them eligible to pick a mature age recruit. All right. That's cool. Good idea. All right, what team has been your biggest surprise this year and which one's the biggest disappointment of this year? The biggest surprise is the um, Lions. Yep, I'd say yeah. Lions. Without a doubt. The biggest disappointment is Melbourne. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. thinking that. As soon as you said that, how could it not be yeah, Melbourne? Yeah, because everyone... I, I had Melbourne mm. and then I had North Melbourne because mm. I thought North Melbourne would probably be a bit better than what they were. And I was... Because, um, I don't know, I just looked at their... They, their, big, their losses weren't that big and I thought, yeah, they're on the cusp and they're, they're another one. Well, but Melbourne's a definite big, biggest disappointment. I think North hurt themselves last year by having such a good season. Did yep. they over-predict how well they would go? All right. Um, Dan, this is your question, mate. I don't have a question, mate. Yeah, you did. You sent one. I'll, I'll ask it for you. I haven't even got the run sheet. I'm going <laughs> off the top of my head now. <laughs> got this on the floor. All right. All uh, right. Would you settle Brand as a fullback and Alan oh, that's forward, right. yeah, or do you like the versatility? Brilliant question. Brilliant question. <laughs> mm. uh, I'll let you boys answer. <laughs> I like. I mean, I like Alan in the defence. I really do, and I um, and I really like Brander. Then it sounds like they're trying to make Brander into a wingman. By the yep. sound of it, they're trying to get his versatility up on the wing. But I really like Oscar in the uh, the back line, uh, especially while. Um, while uh, Tommy's out, and I've said, you know, I've told you boys, I've yep. been honest about this. He's our next, uh, he's our next Adam Hunter, without a doubt. Um, I don't like him up back. I prefer him up forward. What he does up forward's brilliant, and um, that's where I see his future. Um, your guy Wayne, you got a few, will you? All right. Yep. So, uh, what are your thoughts on changing drafts so that you can only take two 18-year-olds? The rest mature age, cut lists back to, say, 36, 38, and then allow a mid-season draft to top up if needed. And in there, another thought came into that, rather than a mid-season draft, what about a, a mid-season um, trade? Well, I brought up the mid-season trade last week, remember? Yeah. So I'd like to see the mid-season trade. I'm cool with the two 18-year-olds. I'd even make it two 19-year-olds and make them wait the extra year. Agree. Um, and then if you've got four picks, you've got to take two 19 and two mature yeah. and vice versa. you to take even of each. Um, about cutting the list back, uh, I'd probably go to 40 at the, at the most. Because, you know, on average, you're using 30. Last year, teams used 33 players on average. Yeah. I... Um, I've done a backfill. I don't like the mid-season trade anymore. Sorry, I can uh, draft. Sorry, um, basically, Pickett got picked. He's got a broken finger, needs surgery, eight weeks. Um, so that's a bit of a. I think they're abusing it. Really. So the trade to me, mid-season trade, that's what it's for, and it can't be abused. Um, as far as saying what type of player you can pick in the draft, I think that's onus is on the club. 
I don't think we should impose anything. To the in in that to the players, just on a quick one, and I heard Scoey. I don't know if you want to heard him on six PR last night. The players are quite keen for a mid-season trade. Yeah, they've they've said that, and he was on the podcast. He said that as well. So, and give us your last question. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, my theory? I've had this all year on the first ten games. Uh, to what I thought my thought was at the start of the year because we started pre-season four weeks after everybody we had a two-week training period then we had two weeks off uh, and then we before because this is all part of the AFL um, uh, players agreement and then they came back in what second week of January and started back into their pre-season again obviously they have to do their own training but my thought was it's going to take them 10 games to get themselves right I, oh, I agree with that completely. I'm saying it a lot tonight, I think, Wayne. We're all the same ball. Yeah. You're not going to agree in the next segment, I, I'll tell you that. I agree completely because purely on the base that players won the grand final, they're celebrating, so their surgeries will be pushed back later as well. So let's say they have two weeks after the grand final before they go for surgery, the four weeks from playing finals. Suddenly this play is now six weeks later than someone that didn't make the finals. Mm. So, of course, it's going to impact the club as a whole. Yeah, look, um, I think it would. Yeah, I have to agree with that. And um, the more wins you get in the first 10 games, the better. Uh, quickly before we go into the final siren, we had the mid-season draft. Uh, four WA boys went. Josh DeLuca, the Carlton, he's from CB. Uh, Jack Mayer from CB went to St Kilda. Dylan O'Reilly from the Sharks went to Fremantle. That was always going to happen once uh, Tabner went on the long-term injury list. And Marlon Pickett has gone to... Uh, Richmond from South Fremantle and Richmond had just proved that this uh, mid-season draft is just about stockpiling before the draft comes up next year because Pickett's out for 10 weeks. Uh, so, because he comes back, he won't be doing any ball skills if he's, it's a finger injury. But in hindsight, he didn't get picked up in the last two drafts, which he was in, so good on him for doing it. So From the player's point of view, great, but mm. I don't like it. Yeah, no, I, I'm against it now. All right, let's get on to the final siren. It's the final siren. All right, the Eagles usually bank on 90 marks to win a game of footy, but this time they only took 60, the lowest in a very long time, and trailing by 33 points in the third quarter. We stormed in with 10 goals of three to claim a great victory, 13-7, 85 to 10-13 Adelaide. But, you know, it was down on the crowd. They said they don't like the twilight games over there because the crowd doesn't come and approved only 41,000 there. But um, that was a great win in the second half. Yeah, yeah, very good. Second quarter we were disappointing. Second got, quarter got was... crunched uh, in the middle by the uh, by their uh, like I thought Ellis Yeoman was really dominant in that second quarter. And it was only ten minutes in that second quarter. Yeah, it was. Say eight, the last eight minutes. And, and they yeah, first. Unbelievable. I think they I keep... made a comment in the first eight minutes. This is like watching. So no offense to anyone, the AFLW. Yeah, end to end, end to end. There was no one scoring, or and then they just went bang, 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 and kicked five goals in yeah. ten minutes. They had twenty-five inside fifties to five in the second quarter. That shows you the dominance that Adelaide had. And I've got to admit, at halftime, I'm sitting there going, "Jeez, this is going to be a long road back." I thought it was going. And to... I, I remembered back to when we did our tips and bounce down last week, and I said. Adelaide by 29, and it was already 28 at half time. And I'm sitting there going, geez, I'm going to be 
way behind here. So that quarter, yeah, like we all agree that was horrible. Um, yep. But to me, that was our best game for the year. Hmm. We've taken better scalps. GWS and Conwood are our best scalps. But as far as wins go, that's been, I reckon, our best. To come back, foreign ground, 11 plays unavailable for selection. And obviously, three or four would only make the best 22 if fit. But I just thought, to get that win, and as I've said, I don't not worry about percentage as of yet. Just keep these wins together, yeah, keep and winning. that's what we've done. And um, if you listen to a couple of Eagles podcasts, you'll hear one person say it, that they're just trying to get the wins, and they'll think about percentage later. That was Will Schofield, and he was a decisive factor to all those knockers out there in Eagle Land. He kept Tex Walker to... Minimal impact. Tore him a new one. Um, and it's not about stats. He's a negating full uh, fullback, uh, backman. He did his job and um, he was one of the better ones on the ground, I have to admit. Well, oh. Wayne, what did you say last week? As a defender, you want them to defend first. You've got to defend first. And he's an old-fashioned defender. Yeah. And that's what he did first. And he got the chockies in that. And I, saw, I, was, I, I say all the time, stats aren't everything. Mm. Nah, and, and him being up back... In the team, Oscar went back up forward, and Oscar got basically the winning goal. Wasn't it yeah. beautiful? And it was a beautiful, like it was like a little tap over the top, <laughs> using a bit of basketball prowess there. I, sort of like. I, I also think one of the ladies on on our TNG site put a great point up about um, Jack Darling is that he plays so much better when he leads up to up the, the wing. Yeah. When he leads up to the wing, he's dominant. He's taking marks, and then Oscar was taking marks at the half forward. And then J.K. was obviously getting a few as well. So, Well, let's yeah. talk about the forwards. Darling, Kennedy and Cripps all kicked nine goals between them. And you want that every week. And that was brilliant. Because in the second half, that, that, were, that were the difference. Mm. What a great effort. That were the difference. Mm. Luke Shuey had 21 of his 33 touches in the second half. And in the last quarter, he was he was the winner. He, oh, without a doubt. And his clearance work was just crucial because... That we were walking on a tightrope, it could go either mm. way. We kick a goal, it goes to centre clearance, and he gets it. He had 11 disposals in that mm. last quarter, but his centre clearance work was beautiful. Some of the best I've seen in I mean, a long time. Really. Yo, Yo should have got three votes from the umpire, but on that game, on that one quarter, Shuey could have quite easily got the three votes. But well, Shuey got the Amazing. without a doubt. Shuey got the coaches votes, and yeah. Yo got second. Mm. There you and go. but on a lot of our polls, like the TNG one, it was the other way around. Yeah. Um, Everyone sees the game differently. But one of the reasons why we did so good in the second half was because a player that I was yelling abuse at in the first half got a rev up by the coach, and I only knew this because it was on the podcast on Coast to Coast. He got a mighty rev up, and he come out and pulled his finger out of his ass and played the second half that I haven't seen him do all year, and that was Nathan Vardy. See, I thought he did well all the whole game. I did, I, I, and I, I've, I've watched the game twice like I've you. I've watched and it I, twice. And I saw what you said. You said he only played well in the last quarter. But no, I thought the second, he ruck, second half he was good. The, the very third, good in the second And I thought he rucked pretty well in the first half. But I thought they he, were, we were just dominated by the smaller rucked, players. He might have rucked well in the first half. But O'Brien took took him to the cleaners around the ground. Mm. And he dropped two easy marks, yeah. O'Brien, that could have been two goals. And that would have, you know, been hard. And that sort of made Nathan Barty sit oh I'm still a little bit behind but in the second half I, I watched it again and I, I, I purposely looked at him and in that last quarter especially some of the taps he did that Shuey read were brilliant and mm. that's what I want to see from him yeah um, phone. <laughs> yeah I if we could just look at the tap work I mm. think that was his best 
game. Uh, O'Brien had 40, he had 48. Mm. That's that's huge numbers, right? And he still got them around the ground. That's where I want him to lift. Um, we talked about, and you you like this because you know, <laughs> I am the stats man. Around mm. the ground, O'Brien beating for tackles, beating for clearance, beating for score assists, score involvements, disposals, contested disposals, disposal efficiency. That's where I want Vardy to lift. Mm. But Vardy in his prime was never a great tap ruckman. That was mm. his fault because he was learning that art. He was been mm. around the ground. So the fact that now that was his strength in this game, if he can get it together and get into some ripping form now that he's he's producing his 48 tap-out games, I'm excited for that. I'd still have Hickey ahead of him, but that's just personal choice. But, yeah, um, tap-outs, you can't fault him for that, can you? And I think another great thing of our game we haven't done for is our tackling. We had uh, Yo had I think fourteen, and so did Redden. He had his best game for a long while. And you know, and if I tell you what, if um, if Gaffy's getting tackles, where well, we're doing well, yeah. he tackled. We had a hundred tackles. Yeah, yeah should, that's outstanding. Should we got a few? Too. I, I want to yeah. say ten, but I could be wrong. There. But the thing is, is that our plan B? We've been Chris, while we don't have a plan B. We didn't take the marks we normally do, but now. We're winning contested possessions or going head to head with contested possessions, and we're dominating tackle counts. So to me, well, is that our plan B? Is there more than this marking possession game? Mm. Because Adelaide, it wasn't our normal marking possession game. We still got the cookies, and we led in those stats that we are usually subpar in because of our game style. Well, you know how what I'm like with tackles. I always sit there and call us princess tackles because mm. half of them get broken, but. Yeah, watching that game, that like the second half, like you said, it was a different look, yeah. and it was like um, a fire was lit, and it was lit back in against Melbourne, and the second half there too, the fire was lit then, and I think maybe they've worked out that they got a second string to their bow, you know what I mean? So what's interesting, Gub said during the week that they after the Port Adelaide game, they had to change, they've changed their defensive roles at a few things. And they said there was another part. He just didn't elaborate. He said, and as a team, we decided to change another part. And I reckon it's the tackling. Well, that's good. Well, look, we, we talked. We had to play Adelaide. Um, Cam Alice Yeoman, uh, he nearly got cut from the team two years ago. Mm. He was pretty good all night. He, and he's a big boy. I didn't realise how big he is, eh? He's, he's, yeah, he's, big, um, he's a big lad. Big. Yeah. Poor Seedsman. He, he's, he wasn't even playing on Friday and he got put into the game. Um, he played really good. He did some really good work, I thought. Um, he's the ex-Collingwood boy. And Hugh Greenwood, I didn't know he was an ex-Wildcat. Yeah, he oh, cut, did not do basketball. He was on the Wildcats yeah. list and then he got a call up to go to Adelaide and he, he quit and straight away and went, went to Adelaide. Oh, well, he, he played pretty good. Um, he got sort of beaten in the second half. Brad Crouch, I said, you know, he always gets a lot of the ball, but it's cheap possessions out the back. Mm. Um, he doesn't hurt you. Um, Rory Ekans, and he was pretty good. But Sloan, you know, he can be damaging. In the first half, he was pretty damaging. But um, as the game went on, Hutchings sort of like... I, they said he didn't tag him, but he did. exact opposite. Yeah, absolutely. I thought... I thought Hutchings got the tag on Sloan, yeah. but we were losing credit, so we said, let's chuck Redden in. Yeah. I think that's what we, we made that move, said, let's go yeah. attack him. Well, that's why go, I didn't probably notice that. They put yeah. Hutchings onto the wing in the second half. Right. Mm. This isn't my opinion, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. The fact that we did that... Must have been double-tagging him. Does that 
mean Hutchings' role as a tagger is in a little bit of jeopardy in that squad if we get a full list back and some of the time. I, I think you need no. Redden on a, on most time to be that third midfielder. You know, yeah. um, he can be really damaging by hand and foot. So I think when you play teams like the Pies, when you got guys like Steel Sidebottom for the Pies, tag, yeah. and then you got the ta- Tigers, you got for D- Dustin Martin. Hutchings is going to play some big roles. I was very surprised they took Hutchings off mm. Sloan because, I, as I said, he's quite easy to tag and he gets off. The but to me, it looked like he was still but on him in the second half. No, he when got he's some gone forward, he did well. But the thing mm. is, um, yeah, I, they took him off and it worked. Yeah, well, and it definitely worked. Another player that uh, usually plays in the half back line was Wayne Malira, and he slotted three goals uh, for Adelaide. And uh, I think he's and Will Scovid said on another podcast that are uh, they surprised? That was surprised by him, so that's where you can get caught out sometimes. Well, he was on Gov too. If they made the change, they got Gov off him because Gov yeah. couldn't run off him. So look at uh, just quickly for our stats. Disposals we were minus forty. Um, handballs we were minus fifty four, um, but we won the clearances by one. They won the centre clearances, but we won the stoppages where it counts. Uh, inside fifty, we lost that, but still won the game. Yeah, we didn't take as many marks inside 50 and contested possessions. Well, that's the second time this year that we've ended up in front. So if people say we can't, it, it works out with the tackling. And we had 100 tackles, so... That's what I was getting at the plan B, isn't yeah. it? Because we, we, yeah. that wasn't our game style. And in the T, TNG voting, we gave Yo 3, Shuey 2 and Hearn 1. Hearn still leads only just by Shuey and uh, Yo. I so. can't argue with the voice of the people, but how darling didn't at least get the one point. is well, amazing. Well, he was there in a He while, even pinch hit it in the ruck and had a couple goals just rucking in the forward for us. It was no, look, um, well, that's get, what the uh, I gave Shuey a vote for his last quarter. That's all I gave him for. I thought he was up he was to then. Brilliant. He wasn't. As yeah, it's good. amazing how you see the game yeah. because I gave Schofield a vote. So yeah. there you go. Um, and maybe you're a softie though. I think you love you give him. Half the team. No, because you can't. Because I knew. I'm surprised you didn't give him three. Yeah. Well, I, I would have, but then I would have got caned <laughs> on the uh, yeah. social media, and I, I don't think my feeble little mind could have taken it. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to chuck a cheeky uh, yeah. vote at Sheed. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, I go Vardy a vote. So there you go. That's how I saw it. You pick your favourite. Yeah, you pick your favourites. Oh, it's Waffle wrap. Um, we're not going to do a big one on the waffle wrap. So it's one districts, and this is a stupid um, uh, scheduling. Putting it on at the same time as the uh, AFL. You know, if you want to get people to the ground, waffle, have a look at your scheduling. And you had a girls' game afterwards. All you had to do was flip them around. And then you might have got people to the ground. Swan Districts, 10 goals, 10.70. The Black Ducks, as you want to call them, they beat the Eagles by uh, 14 points, 7.14. Cameron kicked four goals. So that was lively. Uh, Archie, one goal, 19 disposals. Smith, 28 disposals. Brooksby, 50 hitouts. Uh, O'Neill did really good. Seven tackles, 21 disposals. So does Rotham. He did exactly the same. Um, people out there really annoy me. It's about time to give Archie a go. Archie doesn't dominate at waffle level, so that's why he's not getting a go in the AFL. Simple as that. I really want to focus on Foley and O'Neill, our young boys there. Um, I've, I've actually spoke to one of off camera, but because we haven't got the Venables, we haven't got the Mastons in there, we, we haven't got the Bracers, we haven't got these slightly older players in that guts, they've been thrust in there. Foley's best game, I think he only had about six disposals. O'Neill is elite by foot. He's the one we picked because he's got great foot skills. Mm. 21 disposals, he made some great, almost Jetta-like spear kicks and that. 
And I'm yeah. surprised we got so close with the yeah. 11 but unavailable players. If you're, going to br- if you're going to bring Archie in, where are you going to play him? You got, now you've got Sheed playing in his right, rightful role. Yep. Uh, uh, no offence to Masto. Masto's <laughs> gone out. Sheed just back into that domination of that role. Even you, you, before then, you got Matthew Gaff, got forced back because of it as you well. Redden, you got Redden, you've got Shuey, you've got... And Marston will, <laughs> Marston will come back in. He'll leapfrog Archie. And I said, it. and this is no offence, Archie. He's a good player and might be a great bloke, but I can't believe he's even on the list. And I still don't know why we traded for him. And I said that back on the podcast last year. So who knows? He might surprise us. He might get a chance, but I can't see it. All right, let's get into the bounce down and let's talk about the dogs. <laughs> Bounce down. All right, this uh, Sunday we got Eagles versus Bulldogs at Optus Stadium. Uh, the Bulldogs are four wins, six losses, and sit 13th. Eagles are seven win, as you said at the start of the show, three losses and sit fifth. Um, yeah, who knows what you're going to get from the Dogs because some of the games they've won and some of the lost. So let's have a go. They've won against the Lions, 16 points. Tigers, 47. Hawks, 19 and Swan, 17. But they've lost to the Roos, Cats, Frio, Carlton, Pies and the Suns. So which Bulldogs team will turn up? Mm. Uh, it kind of shows you how the year's going. Though, yeah. That's the whole season. You don't know who's going to be on. Um, these games worry me a bit. We've just come off this great win, which I've said against Adelaide. You know, a, a top four aspiree they are. Um, and these, to me, these are almost the more danger games. These are like your must-win games that you should win. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that from an Arians point of view. I'm saying, and I'm not even sure if English is playing their number one ruckman. So we could really take advantage of this. Um, I find we're stronger over the lines. I'm just curious to see how this goes. This is a must-win game. Eight and three. Sounds very, very good. Yeah, it sounds better than seven and four. We, we have to win every home game now. Yeah. Yeah. But look, the last five times we've met um, Bulldogs, last year we met them twice and we beat them at 54 points at Optus and 51 points at Marvel. The year before was a lot closer. We won both, seven points and eight points. But then the last time they won was at Subiaco and that was the elimination the, final the where they went on yeah. to win the premiership. Um, look, like we said, we don't know what's going to happen when he's going to turn up but the Bulldogs injury list isn't that big but they've lost Crozier last week and Mitch Wallace last week so they're out for a few weeks each and you've got Tyler DeRay out for a couple of weeks and Dale Morris um, so they you know they've got a pretty healthy squad to pick from but as said uh, you never know which team we'll talk about the players that they have got Bond and Pally Caleb Daniel, McRae, you got Norton's playing pretty good forward uh, footy. Uh, you got Hunter, who, he runs, he's a he's a gun, that guy. He's probably underrated. Liberatore, you got Suckling, the ex Hawk boy. Trengove, ex Port, and like you said, Tim English, you know, so we, we can exploit, we have to exploit some of those to win. Yeah, Tim English is a young kid. I think he's got great talent, but mm. he's not the greatest to have out Rutman because he's not as solid and big yet, you know what I mean? So, so Vardy should take a hold of this this week well, and impose I think this, himself. This is, this is his game where he can He uses his bigger body. As I just touched on, his, his tap-out work, I'm not faulting as much anymore. I'm, I was really impressed with that, and that was his weakness the first year with Petrie, you know, and then like said, that was his only fault. Right yeah. on the ground, his marks was great. So now he's coming across Tim English, a mm. kid who I actually rate highly, but I know he can take a hold of this game. If he gets 12 disposals, 30 or 40 hit-outs... 
that could be a difference, especially if these hitouts are to Shuey, Ayo, and it gives mm. us that centre break. I don't think they have the great back defenders. It's where to it stop gets his... Darling to stop Allen if he's forward to stop Josh Kenny. I it's where it gets his disposals. I want him to get him uh, across half forward line. I want him to get the disposals up forward because he can be damaging by foot at goals. Um, I don't want to see him getting cheapy ones out the back. I want him to push himself forward. This is Vardy we're talking about. Mm. I can see him being the only Ruckman because um, I can't see Hickey coming back in. <coughs> While we're talking about Hickey, he is a test this week, so could be a chance to play a dual Ruckman. Never know. They might yeah, use that to exploit them. But we quickly go through the injury list. Brass, six weeks, they said today. Uh, Bynes is ready to play again. Brayshaw's another week. Harry Edwards, he's about a month away. He's going to have the moon bleed on. Uh, Chris Marston's only a week away with a hamstring. Um, Venables, it could be a couple of weeks with a concussion. It was bad. And Watson's making ground with his shoulder one week. So it's looking a bit better that way. Um, but, yeah, we've just got to exploit him in some areas. Mm. You don't have to win all over the ground. But, like I said, Ruck's one area we can exploit him. And up forward, I think we just got to... I think we've got a 10 times better forward line. I, than I, think too, you, I think you found last week when they had... Because uh, Scoey did such a good job back at fullback... Um, uh, Ozzy Allen again did quite well on the ruck, yeah. So I, I, whether they the only way they can I can see Hickey or um, Brooksby coming in is if they let someone like uh, well, Waterman, Waterman out, yeah, something Waterman like that. The, the funniest thing is, and you only actually just <clears throat> remind me, he didn't go in the centre clearance much at all. Mm-hmm. Oscar Allen got the best centre clearance out of any of the ruckmen on the field all night. And it ended up being an inside 50 entry, mm. and that is great from a second-year player. Yeah. So, so unless Hickey comes in, he's, he's not he's not fit. I can't see him making too many changes in the big man division. Well, Jed is going to come back in. So yeah. either Nelson or Cole are going to go out. I would say right? so. So that's a like for like or, yeah, you know, you know backman for backman. Um, and like you said... Um, Waterman, he might stay in, but I, just, I think they're unbalanced when they've got that mobile tall mm. in there. Mm. I'd probably rather Hickey in there over Waterman. Um, that's just me personally. Um, he's in out of a change I could see, unless there's an injury that we don't know about. Yeah. If, if, if Hickey's still out for it, I'd just love to see Brooksby get one go. It's at a home game. Have, yeah, a, uh, yeah. have a go. Leave Waterman out. Leave Ozzy Allen down in that defense, uh, in that uh, um, forward half. If if they're having trouble in the back line too, he can go back and help out down there. But I, but that won't, it won't happen. My dreams well, are, don't come true on that Marty's area. Never, form never was down. Way. Marty's mm. form was down. Hickey was injured and they still mm. didn't bring him in. Mm. So I agree. I think. Well, this comes I back. Know. I'd like to see him too because he's a bull and he's dominating. You've always come back to the uh, interview yeah. I had with uh, Simo where he said he was bought over. He's there for the waffle, but. He has said he's in the frame two weeks ago. He's mm. in the frame for playing. Now, if he's playing good football and you're knocking that door down, I don't care if you're an insurance player. No, if you're, he's the one player at Waffle level yeah. that is pushing for a, a, a spot in the team. 50 hit-outs and um, 16 disposals and last week. Yeah. And he's doing it every week. Yes. Almost had three goals the week and before. I think he only ended up slotting one, yeah. but that and was from inaccuracy. He's a big unit, and, yeah, I'd love to see him, and this probably would be a good game to bring him in. We've got... Sydney coming up, then the bye, then Essendon. Mm. So I I couldn't see him playing against Essendon because they're a bit uh, more mobile. Maybe against Sydney, but it's away. Mate, mm. I'm, I don't want to look past the bye because I'm getting excited because I've got a big feeling. Mm. I don't think Brooks will be getting a game after the bye. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure most people listening would know what I'm getting at here. Yes, He's getting Nick's, closer and closer, isn't coming yeah, back, so. After the bye, we'll see. Uh, and I just think about this. Brander, if he's fit, could come in for Wardham. Mm. Well... 
Brando is just so versatile. I, I, I've asked the question, I think I got you to say, because I had a mental blank. But they play him for, they play him back. As you said, he plays a lot on the wing in the waffle. Well, they're playing him on the wing. They want yeah. to get him on the he wing a bit more endurance so, work. It, and that is, I know Waterman just plays forward, but it is a like for like. They're about the same build, same height. Yeah. So I don't think it would be not too dissimilar. If yeah. you know what I'm saying, it's so a light for light. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. And um, and but Brandon's probably got more versatility. All right, guys, winner in the margin for the game. I think we're not going to have a huge percentage. Bruce Warren will get that little one. I reckon it's about thirty-two percent. And yeah, I reckon Darling's just going to have a. So that's thirty-two points control. or 32%? thirty-two percent. Thirty-two points, sorry. Because <laughs> if it's thirty-two percent, it's about tiny, a two hundred yeah, point win. Tiny little bit more of a percentage <laughs> yeah, boost, I'm, you know, not massive, but a little bit. I'm Eagles twenty-four points. Bog. I can see Shuey just continuing, or Yo continuing on where they were. All right, um, yeah, I've got to go for the Eagles this week. Um, I did tip against Eagles last week, and I, yeah. I got hounded well, for keep it. tipping against yeah. them because it we worked got, last um, week, didn't it? Got too, five honestly. weeks ago, I've grown my beard back. We've never lost. Yeah. And um, four weeks in a row with my beard, we haven't lost. So I've kept the beard. I was going to shave it off. I said, no, I'll keep it for a couple more weeks yet. Um, yeah, Eagles by about 36. I reckon we've got to capitalise here. This is one that we should take by the scruff of the neck and uh, actually wake the AFL up and they are starting to talk about us a bit more. Uh, B.O.G., look, Yoey and Shuey are this... Um, playing good footy and Hearn is I'd like to see somebody else step up mm. and have a blinder um, you know I'm hoping like somebody like a Crips and that just turn it on mm. or Rioli turn it on this week yes. yeah. I think Rioli's he's still giving an input and I love him out that he's had Zach, so I reckon he's still about two weeks away to get that yeah, match fitness that match match. he will be the mm. top yeah. three players in your yeah. still at least two weeks away from and him. first goal I'm going to go for Crips for first goal yeah. oh, I'm going to go for JK yeah, I'm going to go darling. I've, just, I've got a feeling our tall forwards are going to really gel this time. For, arguably even the first time for the year. They've been up and down. They consi- they're playing good not to get One's dropped. playing good, the other hasn't. That's and exactly right. I think up. they're both going to stand up yeah. tonight, uh, next week. Sorry. All right. Well, guys, get down there. Um, and beforehand, I forgot to say in the waffle um, wrap, is the Eagles are playing Claremont before the game. So they're the curtain raiser. So mm-hmm. if you want to get there early and see some of the up-and-coming guys like Matty Allen and... Like people say, they're like Archie and Smithy and um, all the young guys like Luke Foley and Xavier O'Neill and Bailey Williams. Get down and have a look. They'd love the support down there. And that, I think it starts at 11.30, so the gates will be open early. So get down there. Otherwise, uh, make sure you listen to Eagle Nation before you go to the footy or if you're on the train or on the bus or your car, put it on your Bluetooth. So Eagle Nation's... Um, on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, and Twitter, um, and you can download the shows from SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castro, Castbox, Overcast, Wushka, and Acast, and plenty more. Um, or you can go to Podcast Central, give that page a like on Facebook, um, and you got a multitude of um, different podcasts here you can choose from if you like your podcast. Um, boys, until next week, let's hope we have a good one, and then we're both singing, and we're all singing, and... Hopefully I'm sitting here saying eight and three, you know. Yeah, that's it. And Dazza, our sound guru, if you're out there, if you can find the Under the Pump segment intro... We might bring back a popular little intro, I mean segment, for next week. Um, I've been getting a few messages, where's under the pump? So I reckon Wayne would love to do that one. So if you can bring it back, we will put it back in and we'll see how we go. But Dazza, find that because I can't find the intro. All right, take it easy, guys, and see you next week. See you then.
Shepard to Capra, leads the charge. Now Nelson, beautifully read by Shepard.